Welcome to GD Spotlight, the podcast where we shine a light on the ever evolving world of security tech. I'm Jessica Antonacci, marketing for Paytech in the US, and today we are joined by GD's Andrea Perrick and Wealth Simple's Himani Nagrath. Andrea is in charge of GD's fintechs, neobanks, and payment processors in the company's North American Paytech division. Himani is currently the head of card operations at Wealth Simple. Her team builds and optimizes all the backend functionality that powers the Wealth Simple Cash Card. Himani loves the intellectual challenge of building new products that clients will love. She had an exciting career in consulting prior to making the switch to tech. Today, we're talking about top trends in the fintech space and how physical banking is still playing a key role in the digital world. I'll now hand it over to Andrea. Thank you, Jessica. Hi, Himani. Hi, it's so nice to hear your like official intro because I just know you as cool Andrea from GND, but like listening to your official intro is very impressive. I'm not Thank surprised. You. Yours is very impressive as well. Um, now that you're at Well Simple, so tell me a little bit about first Well Simple. Now, for the listeners just tuning in, Well Simple is based in Canada only, correct? Yes, that's correct. Tell us a little bit about how WellSimple started. What is it? You know, for those who have maybe been under a rock in Canada, don't know who WellSimple is. Why don't you explain to us a little bit about what they do? Um, so WellSimple is a money management platform for everyone. So we started in 2014. So it's been almost 10 years now. Uh, and our goal is to make financial services simpler for everyone. So we've been breaking down barriers for our clients through simple and transparent financial products and earning the trust of millions of Canadians in the process. Uh, something I really love about WealthSimple is that it addresses the paradox of choice in, in investing. Uh, and so if I reflect on my own experience, and I think it's pretty reflective of why WealthSimple started in the first place. Uh, I actually am an immigrant to Canada. I, I moved here when I was 19 years old and I went to university at a pretty well-known university in Canada. And I graduated with a degree in finance. And when I graduated with a degree in finance, so being averagely intelligent, um, I had no idea what to do with my money. And it was so overwhelming. And I went from one financial institution to the other and I was so overwhelmed by the choices. It wasn't really clear to me what was right for my risk threshold, for my stage in life. And I struggled. And, and I think I'm really fortunate in terms of the access I have to, I'm just a privileged person. So I have access to a lot of the correct information. And it was still a very tough endeavor. And I think Well Simple removes a lot of that for Canadians. Uh, so we strive to be the only financial relationship for our clients. Uh, and by building a connected and ever-growing set of products and services. So we initially started as a robo-advisor, which is kind of a set-it-and-forget-it platform where you put in your risk threshold and you select what kind of investments you want or what your goals are, and then you don't worry about it uh, for, for the rest of time. But since then, our product offering has really, really expanded. So I have a couple of stats here, which I think are kind of cool about Simple. So we are, like, the vast majority of our clients are millennials. Uh, I love that. Um, one in five Canadians under the age of 40 uses WealthSimple. We were ranked Globe and Mail's most trusted financial institution among young Canadians. Uh, and more than 50% of clients say WealthSimple was their introduction to investing. So for someone like me, like I, I'm a very impact and value-oriented leader. I want to be at a company where 
or making change in the world, World Simple really was a great fit because it, it's really changing. We're really changing the narrative about how young people invest their money, what they do with it, starting investing younger. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure you've seen that quote of, I think it was Bill Gates where he was like, oh, like the, the cost of a, a haircut uh, uh, or maybe... It was somebody. It was somebody who was really important from an investment perspective. Said the cost of a haircut thirty years from now. Like I don't want to spend seventeen dollars on a haircut because thirty years from now that's going to be a lot more money than seventeen dollars uh, that I could be spending on something else. Um, so yeah, I think Wealth Simple helps young Canadians solve that problem. I love that. Now you mentioned being a young student and coming to Canada. Now I saw that you went to McGill. So let me ask you: Were you a Wealth Simple client before you were an employee? I was a Wealthsimple client before I was an employee. I, Fantastic. Yes, I was. I, I did have a career between when I graduated McGill and when I started at Wealthsimple, but I was a Wealthsimple client before um, before I was an employee. I wanted to work for Wealthsimple. I picked, when I was when I was leaving consulting, I made a list of, of companies that I thought were mission-driven, that I thought were serving traditionally underserved segments that I thought was were cool that I that I, if I was at a dinner party and I got the opportunity to talk about my job that I would be really passionate about speaking about my job, and Wealth Simple was was pretty top of that list. Uh, that's the best way I think um, any job when you when you start with it. Now you also mentioned um, all the products and services that they have evolved to. So I've seen you know there's crypto. What other services and kind of products are now being offered to the Canadian market? So we have a suite of products uh, ranging from managed investing and then trading for both equities and crypto. We have a free pay what you want tax filing service that is amazing. If you haven't checked it out, you should check it out soon. It's called Simple Tax. Uh, more recently, we have a no fee checking account, which offers 4% interest on cash balance, uh, accrued daily, no strings attached. So it, it really is like a vast variety uh, of products. We do offer some more complex products as well, like private credit, options, fully paid lending. Uh, and we always have an exciting list of products on our upcoming roadmap. So stay tuned. We have new stuff coming all the time. Uh, I think we really resonate with a ton of our clients because we save them money. We offer them tools that they can't necessarily access everywhere. And we talk straight to them and not down to them. When, Like I said, when I went to banks when I was 18 years old, Nobody took me seriously. Nobody looked at me as uh, the potential to someday have enough money um, to make a difference to my own career, to be meaningful to a financial services institution. Uh, and I don't think, well, simple, I don't think we do that to our clients. Uh, I think Canadians, especially the younger generations, are incredibly engaged when it comes to managing their money. And, and I think Wealthsimple really is able to tap into that. Uh, so if I look at some of the most interesting products that we have recently, uh, a lot of them are reaching traditionally underserved segments. So we have uh, also a low-fee group retirement savings plan that serves small and medium-sized businesses. So uh, a retirement savings plan. A lot of Canadian companies don't have a traditional RRSP matching program. And so we go out to them and we get them onto our platform and their employees are able to benefit from this service. I think a crazy stat that I found out recently while I was researching for this podcast was that 96% of the of the RRS, the GRSP companies that we go to 
actually didn't offer a retirement savings plan before their employees signed up with Wealth Simple. So that's, that's, I think that really makes a difference in people's lives, having a matching program that helps you save for retirement. Uh, another one is we recently launched an FHSA, so a first home savings account. We launched that in August. And since then, we've opened an average of 1,000 FHSAs a day. So this is, these are numbers that I really think about as an employee at Wealth Simple, as someone that works here, is it's just such tangible change in the lives of our clients. Uh, and it's really cool to be a part of that. Uh, the last one I wanted to talk about was our privacy private investments. So that includes venture capital and private equity, private credit, and impact investing. So these have been important tools in the past for, honestly, uh, people that are considered 1%. But while Simple really has been bringing these kind of services and making the, them more accessible to your everyday Canadian like you and I. Uh, so yeah, that's a little bit about our services. Perfect. So Hamani, is it fair to say that there is over 1 million users on the platform? Yeah, they're actually, uh, I'm pretty sure last I checked, well over 3 million users on the platform. Three. Yeah. Wow. So what do you think is this, what kind of leads or fuels that success in the Canadian market? I think like, firstly, that, that that's a lot of people, but it's also like the, the, the spread of where they are. Like we have customers from the Yukon all the way to PEI. So we really are coast to coast. And I think that it's because a couple of things, like the speed with which we're able to get stuff to market, um, the simplicity of our design, and then just the fact that it's very intuitive to be able to navigate through the app. Uh, people really love it. Like it's it's a delightful experience. We talk about this as we build products all the time. Like how do we create moments of delight for our clients and be the first to do that? Uh, so our innovation. Of delight. Yeah, yeah. That's that's and obviously I'm more on the ops side, and we often have this, you know, ops product front end back end tension, which is I think leads to really healthy innovation and and creating moments of delight and doing them in a way that is also profitable for the long term sustainability of our business is kind of the balance that we try to reach. Um, and I think it's the key to client acquisition and business growth. So a couple of more stats on some product firsts that we have um, to make financial tools more accessible to Canadians. So we were the first commission-free trading platform in Canada, love that, first regulated crypto platform in Canada, offering in excess of 50 cryptocurrencies. I personally love this. I used to be the head of crypto operations and it was one of the most exciting and meaningful roles in my career. So this one's super special to me. Uh, first to offer fractional shares. We currently offer fractional shares for hundreds of securities. Uh, the first securities dealer to join Interact e-transfer service and the first non-bank slash credit union granted a direct settlement account with the Bank of Canada. So eventual access to real-time rails. Now, with all of this, and, and we talked touched upon a little bit on, on, you know, your 3 million out of 36 million. And I always kind of look from a North American perspective when we look at, you know, um, pilots in Canada versus perhaps in the U.S. where, you know, our population, I always say this, our population fits in California. Yeah. So, to speak, where, you know, you've got such a large scale. So the fact that Well Simple has penetrated so much of the Canadian population, not just with the lower borders of the U.S., you don't have a physical branch. Yeah. So how are we or how is Well Simple really along with, you know, other fintechs? I know you're trying to break the traditional barriers, but 
how do you get that digital kind of experience where it's you still have that personal touch, but you still are offering this platform? Like, what is what is your secret sauce? What's made you so successful that you can do this and really get that stickiness with the client? I think so. I think it really is about re-envisioning what you consider being a digital experience. So on one way, you could look at it as a digital experience is going into a bank and doing business. Like the, the physical part is the space in which you're doing business. But the physical part could also be your association with the brand, creating those moments of delights. And G&D, shout out to you here, because a way to create that moment of delight is a kick-ass card, right? A, a beautiful card that has a little bit of weight to it that really makes you feel like, oh yes, I'm buying this coffee. I'm buying this scented candle and I feel really good about it. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt because really and you put on a good point and I didn't mean to interrupt, but you know, your card, that's your brand because you don't have it. So exactly. That's, that's- it's about rethinking the way in which the physical experience plays out. It's from going from this is where uh, the physical space is where we do business and, and where our interactions happen to saying the physical product that the client interacts with is the gateway to the virtual network that is where our ecosystem exists. So if you look at some other traditional financial services players that have knocked it out of the park, you think of Square, Visa, MasterCard, you don't have a Square office that that people go in and, and interact with. You don't have a Visa headquarter that's like a hub for anything. Um, yeah, maybe Amex has lounges, but it's not. A, that is, again, it's a symbol of the brand experience. It's the symbol of, and I think that's where the stickiness really lies. So taking this concept of, oh, you need a branch to be like, no, you just, you need a symbol, a physical symbol that allows you to feel loyal to the brand. And, and well, simple still has that. That's fantastic. So when we think about now this physical and digital and just changing gears a little bit, just where the market is going. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk, even, you know, sustainability, ESG, um, we see that MasterCard came out with the sustainability, um, you know, no more virgin plastics past 2028. G&D has its own sustainability plan, no virgin plastics past 2023. Where does Wellsimple see your participation in this space and kind of evolving into and participating? Honestly, this is one of the reasons I left consulting to work for Wellsimple was I think when, when I was making the career switch, I th- what I wanted more of was a B2C role that allowed me to feel like I was making an altruistic difference in some way. And, and when I look at Wellsimple as a brand, ethical investing is a pretty big part of how we think about our portfolio strategy. Uh, so what is what is ethical investing? Um, ethical investing is a strategy in which you apply your values, so whether they be social, moral, or religious, to your portfolios and investment strategies. I thought it was really cool that Wellsimple has a halal portfolio. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I, I moved over from India. I've had uh, friends from Pakistan in university. I've had Muslim friends growing up all my life, and there are often, uh, you know, inconsistencies between their religious beliefs and the way they're expected to live in in our normal or non-religious world. And offering portfolios that allowed them to benefit from the very important human tool of investing uh, in a way that was congruent to their religious beliefs was so moving to me. Um, When you think about our socially responsible investing portfolios that uh, obviously maximize return, minimize, uh, minimize your fees, 
we are able to do that in a way that people don't have to compromise on what's important to you. So some statistics about our, our SRI portfolio is that it firstly meets the highest standards. So our funds are aligned with the temperature change goals of the IEA sustainability development scenario and the Paris Agreement, which basically means that the energy goals that the UN has set out for the world, Wealthsimple's portfolio tries to align with them. The bonds in our SRI portfolio are certified by the Climate Bond Initiative. So same thing, energy, environmentalism, trying to minimize our footprint in the world uh, from a negative, from a carbon neutral perspective. Uh, we're even more reasonable than other funds. So some SRI portfolios invest in kind of the, the least bad companies. So what Simple does is we look at the top 25% carbon emitters in each industry and we exclude them from our portfolios. So we really are trying to go a step better than what is the MVP of being an SRI portfolio. Another thing that I absolutely love is that every company that our fund has, has 25% or at least three women on their board of directors. Um, I love that. I'm, I, I believe that I'm uh, an ambitious, powerful woman. I want to support other ambitious, powerful women. And this just makes it so that I feel good about the things that my portfolio has as a Wealthsimple customer. No, I think uh, the last point I wanted to say is our, our portfolios are diversified and built for growth. So our proprietary ETFs, um, for those of you that want to check them out, WSRI and WSRD, are screened for environmental and social impact uh, while remaining as diversified as possible. Uh, so, And we also like to balance against risk. So Simple also has a green bond ETF, which is WSGB, which is a collection of bonds that supports various green initiatives around the world. Um, so yeah, a pretty diverse portfolio offering. Extremely. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna have you put your operations hat on in terms of you know cards and and what really your role is now. How how do you see that world in the ESG uh, world? I know we didn't talk about this uh, previously, but I see you know your packaging is really small. You don't have inserts, so I see you've been very thoughtful in how you package and present. Um, cards to to your client in the packaging. Is there anything else that um, well simple from an operational perspective is looking at? I think we try to do as much in a digital sphere as we can. So one of the things that I used to do at Well Simple was I used to run our institutional transfers department. And so I would see hundreds of checks coming in. I, you know, at that time I was a, a doe-eyed young professional being like, who still uses checks? Like <laughs> my job, I left my cushy consulting job to sit here and process checks and stamp them with ink. And well, I think it was super important to my career because I understood firsthand how money movement works in Canada and how painful it can be for our clients. It takes, did you know that it could take up to eight weeks to move a TFSA between institutions? That's wild. That's eight weeks for which a client doesn't have access to in some point, hundreds of thousands of dollars of their money. They're out of the market. And, And that's like a real cost of doing business that the the client experience is encumbered by. Uh, And so I think, and Wealthsimple has been, we've been trying to advocate for more digital money movement for years. Even all of the pushes that we've made in in real-time rails and and other, how do we get access to money movement for our clients in a fast, seamless, virtual way? Crypto is another example of that. Right? How I, I, the, the blockchain has certain environmental consequences, and Wealthsimple has been doing a lot of work internally and are mindful of them. Uh, but how do we make 
currency exchange and, and asset movement more seamless. And I think that that ends up having an indirect ESG and sustainability impact because it eliminates things like paper waste, things like processing waste, and it takes everything up into the cloud. Fantastic. Well, I think we're ready to wrap up. What I usually like to do is a quick rapid fire just to kind of see what your thoughts are. Um, so quickly, what do you think for trends in the industry? Is it a praise or a craze? So real-time payments. I know we've, we've renamed it as of this week. I want to talk about this one for a little bit because Hannah Zadie, who is uh, a mentor of mine and, and the chief compliance officer of World Simple Payments, has said such amazing things about R2R uh, in the past. And I, I want to steal some of her snippets here. Um, so R2R could be as meaningful a public utility as a highway or a broadband internet. It's just we're not thinking about it in that way. It's really going to give consumers more control, speed, and security uh, and a lot of choice around their money movement. Uh, something that I learned recently that's crazy to me is that Canada is the only country in G7 that has yet to implement an always-on digital payment system. That's crazy. We are a, a, a developed first world country, and, and this is a service that we should be pushing to allow our consumers to be able to, to benefit from. Almost half of Canadians are $200 away from not being able to pay their bills. Um, so what's going to help them do this is lowering costs or choice and, and more innovation. And globally, we've seen solutions like open banking and real-time payments drive meaningful change for consumers in these areas. And so definitely big praise for R2R. We need to make it happen. We need to make it happen as fast as we can. Fantastic. We'll see now what happens in the next coming in 2024. Fingers uh, crossed. Generative AI. There's been a lot of talk lately. Yeah, I think it's, I, if you'd asked me this five years ago, I think I would have said craze. I would have said that while generative AI is very intellectually stimulating, being able to actually apply it in a meaningful way, uh, to businesses and people today is far reaching, but chat GPT has proven me wrong. We've all used the chat GPT to write that one email that you just needed a little bit of help with. Yeah, 100%. I have a girlfriend that is, uh, she, she does translations. Uh, she's Swedish. She does translations. And she was telling me, she's like, oh yeah, my client emailed me and said, I've used chat GPT to do this translation. Can you just proofread the translation? And she's like, now I have to rethink my entire business model. And I think that that really is what companies should be focusing on is not how do we not use these tools? It's how do we use these tools to supplement our existing solutions to be able to deliver faster, more cost-effective, more meaningful solutions for our clients. Um, so for example, at Well Simple, we do have, we've built an open-sourced uh, an LLM proxy. Um, so we saw an opportunity not only to leverage LLMs to further simplify our own workflows, but also solve key issues for companies eager to add LLMs to their um, to their internal toolkit. So that is something that we've been internally making use of in some way as well. Fantastic. Uh, next, quantum computing. I'm going to say craze because I haven't been in any tangible logistical business discussions where quantum computing was the answer, but maybe I'm just not in the right rooms yet. But in my opinion, for what I do, I would see a little bit of a craze right now. Fair. And last but not least, QR codes. We saw this a long time ago and there, there seem to be more and more of them. I think, I think this is praise. Oh, we, we need to be 
we need to be making people's lives easier. A QR code is simple. It is for the most part accessible. It's mobile friendly and it just makes life super convenient. I, I think businesses should figure out how to integrate them more into their brand. So for example, our Wallet Simple prepaid card, if you are cash card, if you want to activate it, you scan a QR code and it takes you to the right screen and you're able to activate it right there. Uh, and you don't have to call anyone. You don't have to worry about the envelope with the little with the little lid that you have to open to look at to look at but your. What's a pin mailer these days? I don't think a lot. know what a pin mailer are. Is. That is that is exactly what the world is. Yeah, I don't even know what it is. What the word is? That's how not part of my life it is it right is now. So in Canada, you will see it's called a Heidelem pin mailer. Yeah, I'm okay to not. I'm I'm okay for my daughter to not ever know what that is. Fantastic. Well, that brings us to the top of the hour. Hamani, thank you so much for joining us. It was very insightful. Um, such a pleasure to uh, talk with you and learn a little bit more about Well Simple. Yeah, thank you so much, Andrea. This was really fun. Yes, it was. Thank you. Subscribe now so you never miss an episode. We can't wait to share these exciting conversations with you. 